0: Hey, everybody, this is Mandy, and I value truth over comfort.
1: Hmm. Hi, everyone. This is Ollie, and I think this is the first time that I have a question for you guys. If someone – oh, no, because they might be listening to this episode. I'll just say I don't like bees. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast.
0: You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran run away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang.
1: Same one. You said you don't like bees or beef? Bees, like boo, 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 boo.
0: Okay. So you I'm was about to put someone on
1: blast, <laughs> and then you like, never mind, never mind, never mind. Au contraire. I wasn't going to put anyone on blast. I was going, you know what? This is our podcast. We can say what we want to say, and if they want to talk about it, then they can come talk to me about it. I was going to ask you guys, if you got offered to go on an all-expense-paid trip to Dubai and all you needed was a passport, semicolon, however, comma, (laughs) the offer was made, by someone who you used to date and haven't seen in years, would you take it? That was going to be my question. <laughs> that had nothing to do with beef. I okay. know. I diverted. I aborted the mission. I aborted it. <laughs> I made a hard right. It kept going.
0: I was like, but where are the beef, though? <laughs> Okay, so an all-expense-paid trip to Dubai, hmm and from someone that I used been, to date, yes,
1: but we so didn't, We didn't haven't pay, talked in years. Seriously, you haven't talked in years. They moved like out of the country, and it's like you're still friends, but again, you haven't seen them in years. You used to date, but it wasn't serious. It was just like, hey, so you know haven't this seen thing. them in
0: years. But when was the last time y'all
1: communicated? This is a hypothetical situation. So, the hypothetical person in this situation has been recently communicating with this person. Like, with, within, within, you know, within the last couple.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm even in this hypothetical situation. I'm trying to, because if I haven't communicated with them recently, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would go on the trip because people change. Like, I right. had a, Um, interaction with someone that I used to talk to and years went by. And then I was like, oh, well, we always, you know, had a good relationship in its Mm -hmm. own form. So I thought I could hang out with them and spend time with them. And this person was completely different from the last time I interacted with them and I felt very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for the entire time we were around each other. And I was still in, you know, the city that I live in. So for me to go to a foreign place with someone that I don't feel completely comfortable with, no, I wouldn't go. I understand it's Dubai and it's supposed to be very interesting and exciting over there and there's a lot of rich culture and money. Um, But, yeah, I'm about to go and hang out with someone who could feel like a semi-stranger to me in a foreign land.
1: Right. that's again, hypothetical situation, that was one of my concerns is like, well, how do I know you're the same person? But I feel like since this person has been known that they've been consistent, but I recall the situation that you're talking about when you reconnected with someone and it did not go well. I remember that happening, and I was just very, very, very surprised. I feel like this person is consistent, and on top of that, they're the ones pushing, we have so much history, we know each other for so long, and, da, 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 and I'm just like, but we haven't been in contact recently. You don't know what's going on with me, yada, 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 yada. So, yeah, I feel like I've been saying, well, let's just reconnect through this medium. Let's reconnect through this medium. And every time it's like, well, while I'm stationed out, not stationed, but while I'm working out here, I think you should come visit because, you know, I might, you know, relocate elsewhere. So while I'm out here, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I got to think about this. I initially kept saying no. I'll just say it's me. I initially kept saying (laughs) no, but then then I was just like, let me think about it. But I'm saying let me think about it, but my answer is still no right now. But I'm like, it would be a good opportunity. It would be – I've never been there. I've never been, I don't think, that far out of the continental – that's what I'm trying to say. I've never been that far around the globe. The farthest, I, the farthest I've ever been is the Bahamas. So I'm just like, it would be a good experience. But I'm also like, when I get there, I, like, how is it going to be? You know what I mean? Is it going to be that you're, like, pushing up on me? Is it going to be that, you know, I have to stay in certain areas? Is it going to be that I can't go out and see you get off work? Like, how is it going to be? That type of thing.
0: Mm, yeah. So Questions that need answers.
1: Questions that need answers. So, yeah. <laughs> Let us know, you guys. All expense paid trip to Dubai from someone that you don't really talk to consistently but used to have a really, really good relationship and connection with, are you going? Yay or nay?
0: Yeah. We should also post the question on social media.
1: Because, you know, when we
0: ask some things directly in the podcast, they act like they didn't hear it. <laughs> Especially
1: when it's at the beginning. huh? <laughs> You're right. So do you want to hit us with your goal update? I totally can do that.
0: I think I killed it this week in terms of my goals. I worked out. I got to do a lot of the tasks that um, I have for myself this week, including laundry, some of my volunteer work stuff that I was supposed to do. I did it, and I feel like I did it so good. Um, I did I went to the recycling place. Like, I just feel like I'm killing it. I, I, I was killing it on all cylinders. That's how I feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, however, mm. I tried to work out one day this week playing tennis because I used to, something, you know, Ollie, we used to play in high school. And <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when I went to the tennis courts with my friend, um, all the lights were off. Like, we went to two different tennis courts, and one of them, as we were driving up, the lights were on. And then I guess the lights or the park closes at 7, because as soon as 7 o'clock hit, like, those lights went, doosh. And we were still in the <laughs> car. And I'm just like, that's really frustrating. Like, I feel like I spent all this time driving around that I could have spent working out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I was a little disappointed. I just ended up going home. But then I did another thing that was on my list, which was make soup. Um, Mm, you talked about doing that yeah I love making soup the issue is this global warming has been ridiculous so where I am is uncharacteristically warm meanwhile in other areas of the country (laughs) where it's usually warm it's uncharacteristically cold so I'm just like I'm still going to eat this soup though I'm still going to eat this soup though
1: what kind of soup do you have?
0: it's Kind of turkey soup, I tend to make brothy soups is what I will say it's not like a cream of anything uh, I't um tomato bisque yeah it's not it's oh. nothing cream based gotcha. so I sauteed up my carrots, onions, celery, ginger, and then added water and um a frozen uh turkey. It's a thing called
1: Leg? the whole ground bone. Ground oh. Nah, the bone. <laughs> like when you
0: cook the turkey, like turkey then you put the. Not like the neck was in there too, but it was like everything left from the turkey. I put it in the freezer from when I made a turkey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I finally make some soup now. So I put that in there. The rest of the turkey started falling off the bones. I started sucking on the bones. I was like, oh, this is good. And I added um, potato and. Broccoli and something else. But it was, it's good.
1: It's good. That sounds very loaded. That doesn't sound brothy at all.
0: That sounds like stone soup. I mean, yeah, when I say brothy, I mean <laughs> not smooth. Like you said, tomato bisque, or sometimes when people do, like, even, like, broccoli and cheddar, what is it? Cheddar. Nothing cream-based. Mm-hmm. Not Not cream-based. So it's, like, loaded, but it's made to have a broth even though I didn't use um, already-made broth. I just used water, but I created my own broth, basically. Gotcha. Nice. But I do want to make a cream-based soup at some point. I just don't know that I need
1: to be having all that milk product when I'm having soup. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we as humans definitely shouldn't be drinking cow's milk. But that's not my business. That's not my business. My business. For my goals. I also feel like I've been killing it this past week. I exercise every single day. I made better eating choices. And the only other thing I have to do is rewrite some of my like life plan or my goals for the next couple of years. And then I feel like I'd be on track. So I feel like my February is off to a great start. I feel like my lifestyle changes are off to a great start. And I'm holding myself accountable. I talked to Mandy before we started and told her that I am, today I am, going to go get some boba tea or a cookie or a cupcake because I've been doing very, very, very well, and I'm going to treat myself (laughs) to something nice for doing that. So I'm happy about that. Shout out to
0: you. One thing you did say that reminded me, I still haven't done my writing like I'm supposed to. So I'm going to keep calling myself – Yeah, or just in general, um, because I was trying to do short stories as well, and I want to keep calling myself out on that, because if I don't do it, then I won't, if I don't call myself out, then I won't do the writing, because I was going to say, if I don't do it, then I won't do it.
1: Right. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what you gotta do, you know what you gotta do, so. I'm excited to see you start back. I. Almost opened up the draft from that book that I started, but then I didn't. I don't. I found something else to do. I made some kind of excuse to not do it, to not look at it. But yeah, I think you should get to it. Yeah. So, what's your entry for This Is a Safe Space? My this is a safe space, I wrote
0: down a lot of stuff this week, guys, and I feel like some of it's going to meld together or not really make complete sense, but we'll see what comes from it. So my this is a safe space is based off of something that happened to me um, last week where I felt like I did something that was true to myself and it embarrassed someone and the way that they – and changed the way that they maybe viewed me and interacted with me. And so I kind of wanted to talk about how characteristics about ourselves, like do you change certain things about yourself yourself for the comfort of others. I would like to give the example, but I'm also like, I don't know who's listening. (laughs) Not that I would be completely embarrassed by it, but I'm just like, I don't know who's listening. Again, maybe I'm thinking about others. I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. But basically, I will say this. Apparently, I, at one point with my ex, talked about something sexual in front of his friends. And oh, interesting. that's the vaguest way I can put it. But,
1: <laughs>
0: and that made him um, feel some type of way and affect the way that he interacted with me and had me interacting with his friends and stuff like that. Hmm. I feel like we had a long conversation about it. And at, at the end of it, I was just kind of like, I'm not, sorry for what I said, because I didn't look at it in a way of, I mean, part of that was me trying to maybe annoy him. But part of it is is me, like, figuring I'm having an adult conversation with other adults, mm-hmm. and me expressing something in that conversation, I'm not intentionally trying to make someone uncomfortable, but I'm also not afraid to say how I feel about certain subjects or whatever Mm -hmm. and I can understand if sometimes you think it's too soon or there may not be you know certain appropriate crowds like I wouldn't talk about sexuality necessarily around a bunch of kids but then Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you don't talk about it with kids but then you want teenagers to be able to confide in you about when they're exploring certain things so that they're safe but then you're also telling them not to do it like to me I believe in kind of trying to have, like, open conversation and truth, which I think is why I said, you know, I'm someone who values truth over comfort. Like, it's important to have these uncomfortable conversations to really get to know people and get to the root of things and be able to live a healthy life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying all that to say, like, do you change certain things about yourself or things that you would do to
1: make other people potentially feel more comfortable? I definitely do do that. I'm in a situation right now where I'm having to do that daily, and it's getting to the point where I'm planning on removing myself from the situation so I don't have to do it at all because it's a lot of energy and a lot of work to filter yourself because that's not you being your truest self. And it's like, I, knowing you, I know you wouldn't say craziness in front of, like, somebody's mom or, you know, some little, little kid. So if it's you having a normal conversation with adults and someone else is uncomfortable with it, then you can't really control that. Um, I think it was the right thing that you guys had to talk about it or, you know, he discussed his feelings with you and you expressed to him how you felt about it. I don't, well. I don't even think you should give him that pass. To be honest, oh. I don't think you should give him the alley okay. because... I thought that's if what you was, just told us.
0: I mean, I am I was trying not to make it about him, but the way I feel about that situation is that's something that was bothering him from years ago,
1: and I just found out about oh, it last week. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, oh, never mind. I thought this was more of a recent occurrence.
0: Mm, no.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, even so, knowing you, and again, I could be biased, I am your friend, but I feel like I'm I'm sometimes a harsh friend or I could I be impartial, I feel like, when I need to be, when I need to be and want to be. And I just, I also feel like, and you don't have to tell us what it was, but I feel like it also depends on the conversation. If you were having an adult conversation with other adults about sexual things like what you like in bed or what you're attracted to, I feel like that's fair game. Those kinds of topics, that's whatever, if that's what the discussion is. But if people are talking about size and how does your ex perform in the bed, if they're being specific or things that can be kind of tailored back to him, then I feel like maybe that's where it's like I would draw the line. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want you guys to assume that this is about him. So
0: Yeah, it had
1: nothing to do with him. It was only about me. Okay, then
0: I don't see what the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he That's just didn't like his friends knowing something about me sexually is what he said
1: and I was like okay oh. very interesting I, I'm not giving it was, a pass for that but I can understand if he wants to be protective, or that's my girl. You shouldn't know things about her because she's my girl, and I'm always supposed to know things about her. <laughs> that's not how. That's not how life works. And getting to know people and connecting, and like you said, you know, having to ask sometimes uncomfortable questions or things that lighten the mood. That's how you get bonded with people. So yeah.
0: now I want to pose that question to the audience too. You posed the question, now I wanna pose the question. I want to pose the question. I guess this is the podcast where we (laughs) post questions. But is it appropriate to talk about sex in general or sexuality in general with your significant other's friends or around your significant other's friends? It makes company. Because to me, I mean, that's literally something you see people do all the time. And I guess people are more comfortable doing it with their friends. But if I'm going to be, a part of your life, I should be able, (laughs) and I say that with very hard air quotes, a part of your life, (laughs) I should be able to communicate freely or real, you know, realistically, like, be how I am around your friends. Like, because I would, in theory, be around them. So you don't want them to be surprised. Be like, oh, that's how your girl is, or that's how you do this. Like, yeah, that's how she is, or that's how he is. And we would in theory, all potentially be close to each other or at least around each other if we're not close. Right. Okay. so you But guys- maybe I'm wrong for thinking that.
1: Uh, I would agree with you. But, again, if you guys want to put your thinking caps on and give some feedback to Mandy, we would greatly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I mean, to take on into my future endeavors and relationships, because that's how it was posed to me. To take it for, for my next relationship is something I might want to consider. So
1: I'm, y'all know like I'm going... single? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you like to say that every three or four episodes.
0: Just um... to remind people, I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through the playback reel in my head of I won't say all the relationships I've had, but the relationships, the serious ones that I've had and I'm trying to recall if mixed company conversations about, like, sexuality have ever come up. And I can can recall maybe two relationships where they had, but we were all, like, friends and friendly, and it was just normal conversation. So Mm -hmm. I remember feeling tense a little bit, but, again, that's just the whole I don't want them to think I'm talking about the person I'm with at the moment. But after a while, it just became normal talk, so... Right, and I would
0: like to give this clarification because my sister um, asked it. I guess I hadn't said it before to make it clear. It wasn't like I was with my ex and only his friends. Like It was definitely a kickback type environment. I know I had at least one of my friends with me because whenever I used to go and hang out with his friends, I would always bring my friends with me. Yep. So it was very much like a mixed bag of guys and girls, not just me flying off at the mouth just being like, well, sexually, this is how I feel to a bunch of dudes that I do not know.
1: Yeah. Don't know what to tell them, but hopefully people give us some feedback. Mhm. Yeah. What do you have for This is a
0: Safe Space?
1: I wanted to talk about the term actionable items as it pertains to this whole kneeling in NFL and Beyonce and Jay-Z situation. So if you've been living under a rock or still boycotting the NFL and the games and whatnot, then you might not have known, but Jay-Z signed a deal with the NFL to basically – um, put money towards social justice reform, and to also manage the music selections and that path for the next 10 years for the NFL. And a lot of people were in an uproar about it because, you know, he was originally saying that I stand with Cap, Colin Kaepernick, and, you know, I'm for protesting, I'm for all this stuff. But then three years go by, and now he's changed his tune. So you have some people on one side of the fence like, oh, well, he's a traitor. He's not for his people. Look at all these other artists who didn't perform or didn't sign any deals, you know, trying to follow him, but here he is making these backdoor deals, and it's about money for him. And you have these other people on the other side who are like, well, how long are we supposed to be kneeling? How long are we supposed to just protest? And how long are we supposed to just wait? Is it until Colin Kavanaugh gets his job back? How many times are we going to do this type of thing? And so (laughs) – I just wanted to say that I was on one side of the fence, but now I'm on the other side. I was originally on the side where I was like, you know, treachery. Like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said you were standing with this man. You, you know, believed in what he was working towards. But now I am on the side of actionable items. Like, okay, we've been protesting. We've been kneeling. We've been boycotting. But now we need an action plan. Now we need some laws. Now we need some money to put towards the reform. Now we need some lawyers in our pocket to talk about what is and is is not just. So I – I don't know. I'm not 100% on board with them attending games and stuff like that, but I feel like if you're over the music department, you kind of have to be there. And if that's going to help in the longer run, then that's what helps in the longer run. Because I look at what Colin Kaepernick is doing now, and mind you, several other people that were kneeling, or the the guy, I forget his name, but there was another guy who was in the lawsuit with him. Okay, let me backtrack a little bit more. So the NFL paid... Colin Kaepernick, and paid the other guy who was kneeling and was suspended a settlement. They got settlement money, like millions of dollars, undisclosed, but it said it's upwards of um several, several million dollars. The other guy who didn't cause as much of a ruckus got picked back up into the NFL, but I don't know if it's because Kaep was the headline or the face of the movement that they just were like, no. And so you see him out there practicing. You see him out there doing these drives. You see him out there talking to people, giving book bags back to students. You see him out there doing the good work, but I also feel like there are only so many people you can reach without having this big brand and big business behind you. And I feel like that's what Jay-Z decided to do. I feel like he decided, okay, we're losing without them, so let's get in bed with them, use their money, use their resources to put back into the projects we need them to go into. At least that's my mindset on it. So I'm, guessing, mm. I'm wondering if you've been keeping up with it or if you agree, if you disagree, or what side of the fence you're on. So I I don't want to say I agree with everything you said, but I was
0: like in following with everything you said up until that last point of mm-hmm. Jay-Z needs them. I do agree that not that Cap needed the NFL, but that no, he, I didn't, by I didn't him using I mean.
1: his... Sorry. No, no, I no. I didn't, no, no. no I, well, you're speaking on something, and I, just, I, I don't want you to speak on that because I didn't. that's not what I meant. If I said Jay-Z needed them, that's not what I meant. No, that's not... No, I, I don't think you're saying Jay-Z needed
0: them per se, but the way that you're saying that they're using the NFL to put their actionable items in motion. That's what I feel like in part Colin Kaepernick was was doing by using the platform that he had at the games. And they took that away from him. And then that's when I feel like a lot of the energy of the movement changed because at this point he definitely still has a platform just by having that back and forth with the NFL a lot to promote, the causes that he wants to promote and bring light to the um, inequality and police brutality and all of that. But it still does bother me at least for the NFL to impart and Jay-Z a little bit to make these actions towards equality and acknowledgement of certain I won't say police brutalities, but just I think they were they're focusing more on criminal justice reform than actual police brutality, from what I noticed. But they like bringing light to these same issues that Colin Kaepernick was trying to bring light to. But they still were acting in a way of punishment, because to me, like a settlement isn't agreeing to allow him back in that space. You know what I mean? That's just like that's literally just dealing with people trying to figure out if they want to make money or deal with lawsuits and stuff like that. So to me, that's where the frustration comes from because if we're at the end of the day all still trying to get to this angle of bringing light to the equality issues and all of that, there doesn't have to be this pushback on Colin Kaepernick or, or Colin Kaepernick pushing back on other people. And I feel like, it's it's just become a lot of that drama because they took away his platform because because some people found it to be offensive which to me kneeling was never thought to be offensive before but because some people didn't like the idea of it now it's like become so much of an attack on people personally and I do think that that, like, even seeing Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick go back and forth on some little stuff is just, like, that's so frustrating. That's so, like, it's effed up. <laughs> I'm trying not to girl, but it's, like, it's effed up because I don't want to look at Jay-Z and be like, Jay-Z, you're trash, or look at Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and say, like, Colin Kaepernick, you're being petty. But I am, like, you know, you, um, I do look at it like y'all need to have a, joint conversation about it. And maybe one person doesn't feel like they owe the other person a conversation, but I think it would be helpful to do so. Like it's black history month. We can talk about the fact that um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were a part of the same cause looking for civil rights for the black community had very different approaches of how they went about it had I think, one conversation, like, face-to-face, because I I feel like I remember that because it happened at Howard University, which HBC is all that. But, yeah, they had one conversation, (laughs) to my knowledge, about, like, their views on the cause, but ultimately, you know, both being assassinated, both losing, having their lives taken from them in their attempt to, to support this cause. And then there'd be a lot of, like, mishandling of their legacies and memories following everything that they were trying to do for this cause. I don't want that to be in similar situation with what happens with Jay-Z and Cap and Colin Kaepernick being they were going for for certain things that they were trying to bring to light. And then all the drama surrounding whatever the NFL had going on is distracting from those causes that with, they're doing because the NFL at the end of the day is a business and corporation. Like, sure, they're going to be a part of charitable donations and stuff like that, but that's probably to help them with their bottom line and taxes and stuff. Like, I don't know that it's truly dedicated to caring about the cause the way that Jay Z would care about the cause and the way that Colin Kaepernick would care about the cause. And I don't want there to be discord between them and then the rest of us taking sides in a matter when we all went the same angle. You know what I mean? Like, don't let these outside parties bring separation to you when at the end of the day, a lot of them just went to see y'all's demise. Right.
1: I feel like a lot of communication broke down between those two gentlemen way before we realized it, though, because if you notice – Colin Kaepernick doesn't really say much. It's his partner, Nessa, the host and personality who is, like, out there writing these paragraphs messages, speaking on his behalf and, like, going hard. And I'm just like, do y'all not have each other's numbers anymore? Are y'all just not speaking? (laughs) Like, I don't understand because I feel like it does put a divide in between people who are watching the situation and people who are like, oh, this messed up Jay Z or well, what's coming undo, yada yada yada. So, I do agree with you that they need to chop it up, figure out what's going on, maybe get on the same page, or maybe it's beyond that point. Maybe it's beyond the point where they can get on the same page. So, I
0: mean, they don't have to
1: be on the same
0: page of being like hanging out again but the discord in the media to me is more of a distraction from the cause and so I just want them to get to a point where they're like even if someone asks them you know direct questions and interviews or whatever they're just not going to entertain that option to create discord against each other like to say anything against each other or tweet or Snapchat or IG or whatever anything against each other because that distracts from the general cause that I still believe both of them are, are fighting for.
1: What's on your plate today? Woo, <laughs> <laughs> getting to it. What's on your plate today for your meat and
0: your potatoes? I have two things I could talk about for meat and potatoes, and I'm going to let you pick Door number what? Door number two.
1: My favorite number is three, and two is closest to three. So door number two, Bob. Okay. So this might be a quick main topic, but
0: it is tax season, y'all. And even when it's not tax season, (laughs) I just want everybody to remember and to know it's important to keep track of your receipts, to Mm -hmm. maybe take a picture of your receipt, upload them to your computer, Mm -hmm. whatever you got to do. But I say not just for tax season because it's the beginning of February and I paid my rent. And yet and somehow, and I paid my rent in a different form than I usually do because usually I pay my rent online and my apartment complex, I guess, didn't want to work with the online system that they were working with anymore. So I have to go back to getting money orders because who has a millennial carries a checkbook? You know what I mean? Anyway, I want to What's get distracted. That? Exactly. I went and got a money <laughs> order, <laughs> and I went into the leasing office and paid my rent. Then today, being the fifth, which is the day that the late fees come out, I get an email that's like, you ain't paid your rent. Now it's a $100 uh, late Whoa. fee added to the thing. And so that's like one of the first things I see coming out my sleep. I shot up mm-hmm. out the bed so fast and was like, nah, 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 fam, where's that receipt? Because usually when I do the online thing, it sends me like a text or an email, but when mm-hmm. you go in the leasing office, they give you this little paper receipt and I had seen it and I was like, but I didn't put it away because I haven't had to deal with that paper receipt in a while, but I was like, nah, I'm finna find this. Cause you're not finna try and charge me an extra hundred dollars <laughs> when I know I paid my rent last week. I always pay my rent before the first, get the F out of here. So I found it, briskly <laughs> took a picture of it, and sent a letter to say, nah, I paid my rent, fam.
1: And with it being... I feel like, hold up, I feel like you just suggested yourself, because I felt like you wanted to say, briskly to say, F out of here, but you held back.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Sometimes we curse and put the little... E for explicit thing on there. But I'm just like, I don't think it's necessary every time. So I feel like I'm expressing myself quite thoroughly, emphasize all the areas without actually saying the word. But they know, mm-hmm. no, and they didn't check, email me back. But I'm like, bet you won't make that mistake again. You keep you better keep track of stuff the same <laughs> way I keep track of stuff because I know I paid my rent. And that's what you're not going to do. And the IRS might try you the same way. You know what I mean? They might be like, Mm -hmm. where are all your W-2s, your student loan information? Do you have a car note? Apparently, owning a car or having a car is something that's important to certain things before they try to garnish your wages. I've never had my wages garnished because I keep track of my stuff. But if you've before, I would suggest that y'all start keeping track of your receipts. Making sure you write all that stuff down. Keep it in a folder or a file online or in a little uh, notebook <laughs> or whatever you got to do. I, I tend to check all of the things, my expenses, and all the money I make on an Excel spreadsheet. That's how I know I know Excel. Do what you got to do, guys, because they're going to try and catch you slipping out here because they think you're not paying attention. And I'm like, no, ma'am, no,
1: sir. I know what I did, and here are the receipts. Here are the receipts. Whenever I hear that term, garnish, garnish wages, I haven't heard it in a long time, but I used to hear it when i go to, like, my grandparents' house, and it'd be, like, some... Uh, commercial in between, like, Judge Judy or whatever we were watching. And <laughs> so something, I'm something, garnish your wages. It always terrified me. I'm like, so y'all just going to take money? And I thought it only applied to, like, child support stuff, but then I got older and became an adult, and I was like, <laughs> this is not just for child support. This is for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but I don't yeah, have a child, guys. so
0: I'm not worried about them garnishing it for right. child support. But I'm just right. like... I already don't like it when the bills I know are coming out of my account come out of my account and I Mm -hmm. see my numbers lower. Like, nobody likes that feeling. But you're not about to do it on some surprise
1: stuff. No, ma'am, no, sir. Are you one of those people who's like, if you get a tax refund, yay, or are you like, oh, that's not good because this is money I could have been using that they got to use interest-free? Nah, I don't
0: feel like that. I always Mm -hmm. feel like... I want them to take out all the money that they think that they need and then the money that I get, that's where my mindset is of how much money I make. Like I don't ever really care about whatever the general number it is I make at my employer. I'm like, nah, 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 that's not real. Whatever comes in (laughs) in my paycheck, that's the real. So that way when I do get a, a a refund it doesn't feel like oh this was my money all along it's just like oh it's like a nice little surprise bonus I wasn't planning anything for it in particular although this year I kind of am and I kind of want to play a game but maybe I'll do that next Uh episode (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) see and you guys can think about it maybe that'll be another question that I pose but like random things that you will get with your tax refund. Not like the responsible stuff that you do or like, I don't know, some people buy a CV, but just like random stuff that you would get mm. with your tax refund. But, yeah, usually I don't plan because I don't know what when my when my is going to be because I'm just like, I don't know how much they took out and I don't know how much they're going to get me back. So I don't really do too much planning around getting a tax refund. But... Now I'm like, I know one thing that I want to do specifically with it, and it's kind of responsible. And then another thing that I want to do that I'm like, it's kind of frivolous slash a necessity. But I also want to think about all the stuff that I would do just because I want to do it.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm on the opposite spectrum. Since I started working for myself, I remember the first year I started like working for myself, I owed over like a thousand dollars, and I was so confused. Cause I've never had, I've never owed. I was like, da da da, redoing my numbers. Had a CPA check my numbers, and he's like, no, that's right. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, Yeah, that's right. It's like, okay, and then I know this year I'm going to owe, but I feel more comfortable with it because I'm more prepared, and I'm like, you know, that's just what it is, and if that means I get to use the money throughout the year, and uh, you know what I mean, I can put it towards stuff, then that's fine. So, yeah, just be prepared, as Mandy said, you guys, like track your expenses, track you know things you can get credited back on. If you do work for yourself or if you're a 1099 instead of a W-2, then your mileage, your expenses, your supplies, mm-hmm. your anything, anything that you use. And make sure you get the difference between like a general, we think this is what we owe, and itemize because sometimes you get more money back when you itemize every single thing. And on top of that, um if you're going to do TurboTax or one of those self you know tax things that's great but if maybe you're not comfortable with it you're not okay with it there are programs online that have to give you the free option the IRS gives you a free option to file taxes and they also list a couple of other places um TurboTax is actually getting sued right now and I signed up as a complaint Um, because they were supposed to offer free, (laughs) free services, and they did this to me last year. I started, and I eventually had to give it to the CPA, but I started filling out my tax stuff, and they were like, oh, because of this, you have to be put into this bracket, which means we can't give you free tax services. And I was like, but the IRS website directed me to you guys being one of the free ones or whatever. So now they're being sued because that wasn't true. They just wanted money out of people. So mm. make sure you're reading the fine print. Make sure you're reading all the way to the end because it will go from free to UO 250 real quick. So Yeah,
0: I was talking to somebody about, to, to some people about that yesterday, TurboTax specifically and how a lot of people speak badly on them and how some folks have had no issues with TurboTax, but generally the point that you're making about the free option, like how important that is because there's just a lot of people that can't afford to take their stuff to a CPA or, Mm -hmm. um, but don't know all the ins and outs of how to file their taxes for themselves. And then that's when they try and use these platforms or things like TurboTax thinking it's a cheaper option. But if there are also free options that are going to be legitimate for them,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: use that. Like, do that. Use that.
1: Do that.
0: Because nice. giving the IRS their money or getting money back from the IRS is not, it really shouldn't have to be a punishment. It shouldn't feel like a mm-hmm. punishment, even though every year I think it does for people. Um, and for the past few years, it hasn't felt like a punishment for me. But the one time it felt like a punishment for me, I had my identity stolen. So
1: mm, be aware of that as well, that. guys.
0: There's other folks that might be out here filing taxes in your name. Oh,
1: yucky. Yeah. Don't be a thief. I don't like thieves. Unless you're (laughs) trying to steal my heart. (laughs) Anywho, so on my plate today, (laughs) I just wanted to reinforce this idea that I have that I um believe I've talked about it before, maybe not in this space, but I want to talk about it in regards to my business. And that's that no one owes you anything. And I feel like that's sometimes hard for people to process. And I feel like it's also a complicated or what's the word, a loaded type of statement. Because you can say no one owes you anything, oh, but we have history, but we have this, but we have that. But at the end of the day, I try to remind myself that no one Owes me anything and try not to be affronted or offended when someone does something that I feel like either I wouldn't do to them or I feel like, you know, I'm getting defensive over. It. I try to kind of like be self reflective. Semicolon, however, comma, when it comes to my business, it really bothers me when someone gives me a low rating and doesn't explain why they did it. And it's not the low rating that bothers me. It's the fact that either, one, I can't fix the issue, or two, I don't know what the issue is going forward. So it's like I can't correct it with the potential next customer if you don't tell me what's going on. And I had someone – do that to me, I want to say last week, they gave me a really low rating, but they accepted the order. And that's the other thing. You can refuse the order. If If something happened that you didn't like, you can refuse it. But this woman accepted the order, gave me a low rating and didn't say why. And so I was very, very confused. And a lot of people in this on this particular platform are like, well, I got paid anyway, so I don't care. But I care because that put me from five stars to 4.9. And I'm not a 4.9 star kind of chick. Like, I'm a five-star chick, so it really bothers me <laughs> that I can't correct the future mistake, or maybe it's not a mistake at all. Maybe this person didn't like the product, but they couldn't return it because you can't return something just because you don't like it on this platform. So um, <laughs> I would – ask you or implore you, that's my favorite word, one of them, I would implore you to give some kind of explanation or additional feedback so people can improve their businesses if you're seeking their services in the future or if maybe there was something you don't like. Like, that's what the contact us, the surveys, the fill-out of forms, all those things are for. So you don't owe it to anyone, but you could definitely be helping someone, including the business owner, in the future. Olive. all right so who gets your other appreciated award for today mandy
0: so i have two options would you like to open
1: a box a or box b we're going to open box B because box B is close to box C, and box C is the third alphabet box in the alphabet. So, yes, box B.
0: Okay. <laughs> now I know you're always <laughs> going to pick the second option, but let's so good to <laughs> So, again, I don't know if y'all know this, but it's Black History Month. And so, for the mm-hmm. Black History Month, all of my underappreciated awards are going to go to somebody black. Nice. Okay. This underappreciated award is going to Kelvin Harrison Jr. He's an actor. I have been watching all of his work, or a lot of his work. I won't say all of his work. And, like, I know sometimes that he's in it because he's, like, the lead. But other times I'm like, oh, I wasn't checking for, for you. But he's always dynamic in the stuff that I've seen him in. So... He was in he was the lead in Waves, which is an indie film that I watched recently. He was the lead in Loose, another indie film that I watched recently, both released last year. He was in one of the leads in Monsters and Mem. He was also in Mudbound and Birth of a Nation. Um, he's and Gully, he's just been in so many things recently. He's on the rise. And the reason why I want to give my underappreciated award to him is because I feel like he is a dynamic actor. He's also in Godfather of Harlem, which um, came out last year, on mm-hmm. Stars or Showtime, one of those premium channels. He emotes so well. He does different actors. Uh, accents or just, like, characteristics of a person. Like, in three of the movies that I watched him in, he was an athlete in all of them. Um, but the it wasn't just, like, the same type of athlete or the same type of energy. Like, in Monsters and Men, he was a baseball player who they just kind of wanted to lay low and not talk about, like, the issues that he was experiencing. But he was a kid in New York who was... Um, like, really understanding that police brutality was a thing, and he used that platform to say something, even though, even his family members were like, don't say anything, and then in Waves, he was a wrestler who had, like, this really aggressive father and was struggling, like, with his identity, with his other, with his family in general, because, he was, like, dealing with all these things, but he felt like he had to be strong and represent a certain thing and just kind of broke down. And then in Loose, he was a track star who was, like, adopted into this white family and felt like, again, he was feeling, like, precious to be the perfect token black person, but he's, like, I've experienced so much that's just beyond me being a black kid that has white parents, that's good in school and is a track star, and... He's about to be in the photograph, which I'm really excited to see. And he's not a main person in it. But at this point, like, I'm kind of trying to see everything that he does and everything that he's in because he's that good. So, yeah, I wanted to give my Ender Appreciated Award to Kelvin Harrison Jr. because I feel like this kid is definitely going to end up getting an Academy Award nomination. He's going to be in great films. And y'all should know his name because he's out here and he's coming.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know him by name alone, so I looked him up and I saw his pictures. And I still don't know him. So I'm going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> it says he was in 12 Years a Slave, too, so I I don't know. That was a while ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. I don't
0: know that he was as prominent in that, um, but he's, a, he's, he's good. He's in Shots yeah, Fired. See. I think he was the kid that was originally shot in Shots Fired, too. I think he's just good. He's I promise
1: Yeah, he's not that really old. Young, twenty-five. All right, interesting. My underappreciated award is also going to a black man. Do you want to try to guess uh, who it is? Do you want me to just tell you? I have a song. Just tell I can me. There's, there's, oh okay. Oh. There's a lot of black men, but if you got a song, Yeah, but this is help. pretty easy. It's not what you think when you see him roll in the limo down the street. Baby, you should know that everything that glitters, it ain't gold. It's the... Oh, it's Lee Thompson Young? No, it's the famous Jet Jackson. Come on, I set that up for (laughs) you. So, you guys, my underappreciated award is going to Silverstone, a.k.a. Jet Jackson, a.k.a. the famous Jet Jackson, a.k.a. Lee Thompson Young. There are a lot of older... Let me get to that. There are a lot of <laughs> older <laughs> um, Disney shows I've been thinking about rewatching as an adult. Like, you know, that's the whole thing now. Like, oh, these kitty shows that really work for kids, or I'll well, them as an adult type of thing, mainly animations. But that's one of the shows I was like, I don't even remember everything I feel like I should remember from that show. So it's on my to watch list. And when I think about his career and I think about just how handsome and eclectic and eclectic and engaging he was, I just know that, I I just feel like he would have had a promising career. Like, he would have maybe been the next Denzel or Will Smith, and the fact that his life was cut short just really is a really sad thing to me, but I feel like he was a great actor. I remember seeing him at, it was these Nickelodeon Studios or some type of pop-up event, and he was Super, super sweet and super, super nice. And I was just like, oh, he's so cute and so nice. The next thing I know, the show stopped stopped coming on. And this was before, like, the Internet was super huge. So then when word got around about what happened, I was just like, man, this is really, really sad. So that's who my underappreciated award is going to. Lee Thompson. Mm. May he rest in paradise or heaven or wherever he's at. Yeah. Peace.
0: General peace, like in The Good Place. Shout out to anyone who's Yo, seen the finale.
1: That's what else I was going to tell you. I picked up watching The Good Place again. I was watching Sabrina last night. Apparently I fell asleep to it, and I was like, all right, I've had enough of dark stuff for the day. Let me get back on The right? Good Place. And that's so it was scary. Good. I was like, why did I stop <laughs> watching this? I can't remember why I stopped watching it. but I, I'll, Okay, spoiler alert, but I'm at the park. <laughs> Where they um, met Maya Rudolph as the judge. Well, I'm a little bit past that, and so now they're back on Earth trying to live out their lives as good people. And I was just like, yeah, this is actually this picked back up. So why did they cancel the show? So that means I wonder this what the fourth show... season is going to be like. Right. I wouldn't say it was canceled.
0: It was they had a story they wanted to tell, and they told that story, and that was it. That's my understanding of it. It wasn't like canceled. Like they were like, we don't want anymore. The creative is just
1: like, no, this, we're done now. Oh, we're done. Okay, gotcha. All right, sometimes it'd be like that. I think four seasons is a good run. It's better than only getting a pilot off, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, what they say in community, five seasons in a movie? I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people shoot for. But usually I think once you get past that fifth season, it's like, ugh, you might fall off a little bit. Or it might just be like, I don't care It's the same old, same old. I will still be watching
1: Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I don't feel like Grey's Anatomy is necessarily the same old, same old. The Good Place is definitely the same old, same old. You you think that's the same old, same old? I feel like The Good Place is more the same old, same old than um, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Mm. Uh Hmm. Differing opinions. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. So, Mandy, would you like to tell the listeners where they can find us? Sure. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter
0: at MNO Podcast. You can send us some DMs with, or comments with your thoughts, especially because we asked you, like, a bunch of questions in today's episode. You can mm-hmm. also send us more questions and comments and feelings at mandyandali at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so that you know when we drop a new episode.
1: Alright, it's good to talk to you guys. Bye. Weekend,
0: yeah, you're about to make a freaking. And you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend I heard some things. I heard some things, but I can't complain. Cause that's that do you and I ask your name. Yeah, I came with games. Tell me your
1: name.
0: She said what I then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.